0: Hello, friends. How's it going? Feels like a while since I've done this, actually. It's probably been a couple of weeks since I recorded one of these intros. So it's nice to be back with a new episode for you, which is episode 88, I believe, of the Looking Sideways Action Sports podcast. Let me check. Always oh, got to check. 88. It is episode 88 recorded on my epic California road trip familiar in the year. It's one of the last episodes. Um, some of you might be glad to hear, but reaching the end of the, the keep net of episodes that I recorded over there. And it does feel like a while ago now, especially from a rainy Brighton window at the start of June. This one with Rip Zinger was one of the first episodes I booked in in the lead up to the trip. So why was that? Well, I've been lucky enough to interview a massively diverse range of people since I started the Looking Sideways Action Sports podcast. And I think there's one thing that unites them all, really. The activity might have lured them in, but it was the lifestyle that eventually hooked them. Yet few guests, if any, have taken their dedication to this chosen lifestyle to the same extreme as Rip Zinger, a self-described traveling monk who's turned couch surfing into an art form. I mean, you can just see this from his Instagram, which is a bewildering array of adventures, encounters and escapades from a man clearly determined to wring every last drop of experience from life. So Rip's from Tokyo and he is, in the title of a blog post written about this lifestyle, a most interesting man, a skater, snowboarder and latterly surfer who left his home in pursuit of the lifestyle he loves. And almost two decades later, that trip is still going strong. And along the way, Rip has racked up several lifetimes worth of incredible experiences made himself one of the most well-connected and much-loved figures on the scene, with a truly ridiculous network of contacts and friends around the world. He does face stiff competition, notably from DJ Barbecue, but this might be the episode with the most spectacular array of names dropped yet, everyone from Eric Dressen to Thomas Campbell getting a look in. The other thing to say about Rip is that he's also an amazing photographer who documents the whole experience on Instagram, and he's also published a couple of books, about his adventures which we do discuss during the episode now I've long found Rip's story intriguing got some mutual friends name drop alert of my own such as Terry Harkinson and Nicholas Muller and acquaintances such as Rob Machado and I've just seen him in action and I've I've got to be honest I've just always wondered what the crack was really so when I headed over to the to the states I thought I've got to sit down with this lad and find out what the story is really I mean we've all got mates who've dedicated themselves to a chosen lifestyle with noble, single-mindedness. I mean, Christ, i live in Brighton. Quite a few people that have uh, carried on lifestyles they should have left long ago in this town, but few have managed to turn that into such a fascinating life, which is what Rip has managed to do. And the other reason I was really interested in chatting to Rip is, you know, another theme of the podcast is that the story of action sports is usually told through the lives of the superstars that we all know. But characters like Rip who are the unsung lifeblood of the scene, are just as important when it comes to sustaining the unique culture that, like I say, we're all attracted to in the first place. And these episodes also tend to be among the most popular, surprisingly enough. There's one thing I've learned since doing this podcast, it, that there's a huge appetite from people to hear stories from the fringes, to hear the lesser known chronicles, and the stories from the margins, basically. And in the case of Rip, that's exactly what we've got here. Which is why, as the trip came to an end, I caught up with him at his current digs in Cardiff-by-the-Sea to get the whole story. And what a story it is. Here it is, me and Rip Zinger. Rip's world. Enjoy.
1: Hey, Rip. Good. How are you doing? I'm, Thank you for the invite. I'm
0: good. How are you?
1: awesome i'm out here in cardiff california i i'm living right in front of the wave and checking out the wave looks
0: looks nice today
1: yeah it's nice just happiest place to yeah live yeah in a couple of years yes yeah so i'm having fun good morning every day yeah nothing yeah. can <laughs> yeah and, that, this.
0: and you've just been on the road right you were in tokyo san, san francisco is that yeah
1: right? i was in niseko japan oh, for yeah. a month
0: yeah yeah i, I knew then, that because i was jealous of your you were getting some good snow right
1: yeah um, yeah. I was expecting to just snow skate because I just get there like first week of uh, March. Yeah. So I was just expecting to do snow skate, just be on the snow and have fun. But somehow we get lucky on couple low pressure hits and yeah had a bottomless powder
0: yeah, yeah quite quite late in the season right
1: yeah quite late in the season but i'm always with this uh guide a powder company in niseko they always always look for the good snow and Gentem. yeah yeah those guys and we just like yeah like maybe like 99 percent of the people on the mountains complaining about how shitty snow is yeah but we're just making biggest smile ever yes yeah. we are always be on the good
0: snow it looked good i've got to say yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ha- have you have you spent a lot of time in in niseko
1: yeah niseko i first time i went there was 96 97 yeah and then since then almost 22 years yeah of the winter i go there every year
0: yeah yeah and
1: then just uh trying to learn the simplicity takes time
0: yeah yes yeah. well that's what um they are renowned for, right? The simplicity of their approach to, to riding those mountains.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's quite different. It's, it's, uh, I just noticed after I start coming to States, it's kind of way different approach than all other people in all over the world Yeah, to the mountain. Like yeah. the, the approach to the mountain is different. Um, how we ride is we got tons of snow, but mellow. Yeah. It's
0: not steep. It's not like crazy scary, is it? Yeah, or steep. It's like beautiful, yes. Nice slopes. Trees are perfectly spaced. Yes. Yeah. It's different. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. So it's not really steep and everything. So Gentem Stick, their adventure, Tarotamai taking is how to make this three dimensional unflexed surfboard yeah. feeling into two dimensional flexible Snowboard. Yeah. So that's the adventure of transcend the the feeling from s- surfing into snow surfing. Yeah. And then what's the amazing about Taro is he didn't give up. No. All other snowboard company goes started. Yeah, we used to do it, but you gave up. Yeah. For like
0: 20 10, y- 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then you're sailing board for the half pipes and pipes and, you know, different Development was happening. The
0: twin tips, basically. Twin tips and yeah. all that stuff, you yeah. know.
1: But like, the, what's amazing, Tarot didn't was they give up and he just you know stick with what he believes and you know since then to all the way to now. Now people are just looking at him and you know.
0: It came. The world caught up with him. It came back yeah, to him. Came yeah. back
1: to him or catch up. And what we are talking about there is basically connecting with the nature and the purest uh, connection between nature and the human being or spirit soul is like on the powder snow what we believe yeah and then to the board is kind of the uh device yeah to connect the human and the uh, nature yeah as surfboard too exactly but, like, i think like he was by himself developing that yeah you know so i think he's kind of legend in a way because he kept it going yeah. you know I,
0: I, he's like dream guest for the podcast yeah yeah
1: and then uh his philosophy about it like if you stand up on the peak it's just as the water flow down the river there's not much option for human to do yeah there yeah it's like that the mountain terrains and speeds and all that stuff just decide how to get, get down in one line. Yeah. You know, that how beauty just take the uh, mountain as a campus and just come down and just make amazing lines and you feel better. You connect it with the nature because you're slender to the line. Yeah. You're kind of like mind control, everything will be like gone or go into the instinct mode and just be in the snow and basically like if you make like perfect turn that your brain doesn't really process it and then your sensations just come up and you take over yeah and all that stuff you know yeah flow yeah yeah flow and then like you just surrender to the line what amazing about Taro is this make he makes this board called tt which is Tamai and this board is flat camber so no camber means it's just float in three dimensional terrains and deep powder, even in the corn snow. You know, it's just so natural to it's a more spoony, it's not like edgy. Yeah, it's more spoony feeling, which is like more right by the the bottom of the board yeah and then you kind of like spooning up to the bank and just coming down all the stuff that's kind of like that what the tt board does and that's the that's connect the human minds and nature together and i i love the uh the snow mountain because it's really isolated in a way the color is the color is gone it's all white yeah you know all the empty minds and just active meditating up the mountain yeah five hours six hours headlights on the head yeah (laughs) (laughs) coming down a couple minutes well you can do that there yeah joy you know
0: yeah amazing so you had four weeks
1: yeah i had four weeks there
0: great i'm jealous i've not been to japan for uh, to niseko for 15 years i'm gonna try and go back next year and yeah. uh that's why i want to go back yeah basically
1: even go there be there like 20 year 22 winter though like what i remember is very few you know yeah so <laughs> yeah 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 everybody's come to japan like i've been once mm. yeah <laughs> that was a that was the entrance it's yeah. not the end yeah it's come ex- over exactly just...
0: that's why i need to go back yeah. yeah yeah and did you just have a show in tokyo as well did i see
1: yeah that was uh my friend launched this brand called lightning bolt black Level. and that's black, uh, the lightning bolt is as you know like 60s 70s nostalgic yeah vintage brand nowadays but it's just collecting the, the dust in a way it's Kind of buried in the the industry, but now like the Japanese uh big company bought that license and then they hired my friends and they uh do the p o to design to the sales and everything yeah, and then they wanted to have me for the sh- Launching party. Okay. To yeah, show the portal. But it's not my much my, my deal. Ah, <laughs> yeah. okay.
0: For some reason, I thought it was uh, like yeah, a, it's a, not my yeah deal. yeah. So okay, and then you were over. So you went from Nisako to San Francisco. Yeah.
1: Yeah, San Francisco. I was gonna I was gonna come back straight to here, but somehow Thomas Campbell hit me up. He told me like. I'm going to do the screening of this new escape sh- video and like on this date and I was in Japan and hmm, I cannot go there I, I, unless like I fly from San Diego to San Jose and San Diego. You yeah, know? sure. So that that's, that can cost a lot, <laughs> but I found out my uh, Japan to San Diego ticket had transit in San Francisco. Right. So I try I call them and extend this uh transit into like twenty four (laughs) hours. Yeah, (laughs) look look how hectic. I just swinged by (laughs) I just swinged by yeah, Thomas's uh uh movie premiere. Yeah and Tommy Grayl, yeah. Yeah, how was
0: that? Good times? It
1: was good, good times. Just I couldn't come into the States for one and a half year because of something changed in America, 2016 November.
0: Yeah. can't, can't think what that is. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, yeah, I couldn't come in since cause the border control gets a little random weirdness and you know, got cut. <laughs> right. So I couldn't come wow. in, but, um, rob helped me to get the uh, visa here and now i live here so, yeah yeah
0: that was good as a sit- so you've got full citizenship got the green card
1: not the green card i come here as an extraordinarily talented ah person. okay
0: yeah it's kind of what they do for musicians and, yeah, and yeah, directors yeah, yeah. and yeah, photographers yeah, right?
1: yeah and actors and stuff
0: yeah so let's talk a little bit about your um your background. So yeah. you you're from Tokyo, right?
1: Yes. I grew up in Tokyo, Azabu, this neighborhood next to roppongi Most of the uh the foreigner yeah, from everyone, all over the world. Everyone's need, heard of roppongi. Knows of roppongi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like I grew up there, so don't get it wrong. Yeah, it's not yeah. only Party City. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that is that super central?
1: Yeah, it's a central, but this area has like 50 over 50 embassies, yeah, and tons of the international businesses. And where I grew up is like where the residence, residential area for those employees, yeah, or okay, people who's working. So big mix, yeah, big mix. And I, yeah, if I go to uh, the park, there's a bunch of like different, you know, cosmopolitan area,
0: yeah,
1: uh, cosmopolitan. Environments,
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah.
1: I think that's kind of created me not to feel shy being around with the other looking human being.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you experienced it from a young age. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I go to the market. That's the National Azab supermarket. The people is around, you know, Westerner to Asia to, you know, Filipinos because of maids. And, yeah, all kind of different mixed people so yeah
0: to communicate with different cultures
1: not communicate but like you know experiencing experience yeah Yeah. that's a big uh factor of me that like i feel really comfortable being around with the people
0: yeah
1: and um i grew up doing bmx freestyle wow okay um like six years old to 12 seven years old to 12 um my we saw me and my brother bigger brother saw the et and
0: uh, <laughs> my we were talking about that today
1: yeah my brother <laughs> wanted bmx so bad and he got it when he was 11 and actually he's running bmx store in tokyo still now wow right okay age of 46 so 35 years yeah old. he's Love a, he's a lifer yeah yeah but um i change it um there's the uh, magazine called Freestyling. Back then, it's about the freestyle BMX. Yeah. And then there's the one. We saw a bunch of, like, skateboarding photo in there, like, pads up and vertical or freestyles and all the stuff. But, like, it didn't really trigger me to be love it, you know, or yeah. like it. But one article, Mark Gonzalez, the interview in there, that made skateboard look so cool. Yeah. So like, since then we saw all these like shop, like advertisement, bunch of like boards laying up on the page and we saw it. But now after I saw that I- interview, I started to see like which board I want. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Like get into it, you know? So yeah, the mark really triggered it. Triggered it. And then actually I got known like a few years ago that that was the magazine Spike Jones was working to. Oh wow. And Andy Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I am hanging out with Mark or Spike sometime and I, I'm still sticking with that like, yeah. fast love. You know?
0: Yeah, sure, right. So
1: that that's really amazing. And I feel like I'm living right in a
0: way or yeah. ruined from the <laughs> beginning of <laughs> my life. If maybe from one perspective, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then,
1: yeah. And then like 12-ish, I got into skate and make a jump ramp and harajuku we had this like how do you call it like they closed the 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 whole street like road for the car right road block. close it yeah and like people are doing blank breakdowns people like rocking rockabilly like performance dancing and we are doing bmx ramp bmx ramp or jump ramp on the skateboard and all that stuff was happening back in the 80s yeah so we were kind of I was kind of like the guy, like go to that every week and, and jumping around and just be with the friends and all the stuff. And then like, we start to like, see all these like contests and skate contests, kind of like, it's nice, like social spot, not to really compete, but just be there <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the friends and, you know you got run and i don't know like yeah i guess and then just skates and yeah not to show off or the compete or anything but just having fun with the people that was original like fashion. it was like kind of like yeah like how to be funny or how to be cool or how to bust some new trick or you know there was kind of the canvas for
0: yeah that's what got you hooked outlet yeah yeah so how old would you have been when you... This time you're describing, like when you when you first getting passionate about skateboarding, how old would you be then?
1: That was like 12 to... Like 12 to 16-ish. Okay. Like that. It's a and good then, good period. Yeah. And then, um, of course, the, the contesting, gathering with the people, my friends and all that stuff, because, uh, yeah, for the contest and stuff, it was fun. It was fun. But... I took one adventure when I was 14 by myself, which was, I had a friend from Hawaii and I told, I wanted to go to Hawaii so bad to skate, but my dad didn't like the idea I go to America. right? so i told my mom i want to go to hawaii and i told my dad i'm going to osaka <laughs> <laughs> you pulled that
0: one yeah <laughs> and then
1: i went to uh i went to hawaii stay with my friends everything and then i experienced the whole american things there and luckily that time they had the uh, contest skate contest nsa uh mini ramp contest so when I get there, I saw everybody like Bones Brigade, Santa Cruz. Oh, wow. Like Rob Rostock, Scott, too. Vision, Gator. Yeah. Grello, everybody. Mountain. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody well there, you know? Yeah. Dave yeah. Dave Duncan, everybody. And then. It's quite my, a lineup. Yeah. Back then my hero still is Eric Dressen and then i could talk to him and he was like i was so impressed but he goes like i love japan i love japan and then um he asked me for the address and then he's after that he started sending me a letter with a sticker in it in wow. english wow but his his handwriting is e is like three border <laughs> it is like triangle like super gangster yeah. writing so and i don't even know how to speak english so there's no dictionary to look up what he's trying to say yeah sure and all the stuff but that's really triggered me to open my desk collector dictionary to learn english right so i can communicate with him better you know so that's really triggered me to see what's out there because i when i was hanging out in the contest on the skateboard and all that stuff i was gathered uh, i was gathering with all these people from all over japan yeah it was fun enough yeah but now looking at those pros
0: and the different culture
1: in a different culture and I was looking up them for a long time in the magazine or video. Yeah. Now it's real. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to believe it. It's, it's a fact. Yeah. So now like my, my traveling desire just expand from there, you know? And then, um, that skate, I think like skateboarding, telling or giving, People so many different gifts through skateboarding, some people got know about fashion, some people got know about art, some people music. got know music, yeah some people got know about so many things, but for me, the traveling was the one like the biggest factor I really appreciated that came to me through skateboarding, yeah, for example like like after that, I go to States all over, but like, if I go to like Europe and then, or in the States, like I've never been and yeah. just go to the skate park and even I don't speak English, like we can communicate over skateboarding yeah, and it's cool. Yeah. And then you, you, you eating it like tons of time. <laughs> they, they tap my shoulder, you know, like if yeah. I make it, they'll cheer me, you know, like yeah. so that the achievement, accomplishment, like anything that you're wanting that day, they would know Yeah. and they'll feel it. They'll feel your pains, you know? Yeah. And then came to the point like like looking at the video and then trying to do the, the tricks that like Hero is doing on this and that, you try to make it, but you cannot buy
0: a trick. No even you're super rich or whatever. <laughs> you have to pay the pay. <laughs> you have to put you, the hours in. Yeah. Y-
1: you know, like yeah. real slide. Like, you know, you have to you have to know how slick it is yeah. and not slick it is and all that stuff. So I think this really gave me the idea of like uh the alternative living yeah. in a way. Like so I don't need to belong to you know, belong to like where people has the rules and, you know, they telling me I have to live like this
0: Yeah.
1: or, you know, like I, I'm communicating with these people and having fun and this is all about it, I believe. Yeah. And then it's crossing international interculture yeah. and then a whole like bigger, uh, f- studium, I mean, bigger field I saw, bigger yeah. world I saw very early age through skateboarding and that was
0: kind of like really goal that was the, that was what changed it how did your like your parents in the traditional culture that you came from how did they how how was that reaction
1: so uh my dad didn't really um he hates it <laughs> but he didn't really like I didn't grow up as his wish, for example, and as every other kid's I babe. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he got bummed about me maybe, but not really supportive at all. But my mom was like, you do whatever you want, whatever you passionate at, just go for it and just, you know, push me and support me. So that's really expanded my, oh, I can do it. Like, you know, not necessarily she knows it, but like he, she just wanted to see me shining by doing something that I really love to do yeah. and stuff. So parents was like that. So I don't need to really like fit in the frame of something, you know, parents or school all the in the school, like all the kids are doing club activities and, you know, they're living in a structural world. But like I was, all I have to do is like, Pick up the nails and hammers with the hammers and make a jump ramp and make a vertical whatever and yeah. box and rails and all the stuff. And you skate it, skate it hurt, you know? So I was kind of like alternative. I developed that skateboard really helped me to develop my alternative uh, mindset in a way. Yeah. And then that comes like kind of like minor, you know, uh, world. Co- Cause like all other people are doing, going to the left here but yeah. like i have a i have a freedom to go to the right so you know i kind of stick in nail yeah out of the box and you stand it out yeah stand it out yeah. and japanese people don't like it
0: yeah that's why i asked the question really yeah because yeah. it because i wondered if that was something that that you came up against
1: so the thing is because of i feel comfortable in this environment that I only cannot speak English in this 10,000 people around and stuff, you know. (laughs) I'm not afraid to, like, I became the person, like, not afraid to be myself in the environment like that, you know. Yeah. So um, it was tough road to really form my mindset like that. It was like, Oh, they say, do this, like questioning myself, should I do that, or oh, I want to do this, should I want to do that? you know all the stuff the what sucks about it when I realize this is, um, when I'm in Japan, no, I don't want, no, 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 not that, not this, not it, not, 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 right. And then I feel like, am I just a negative person? (laughs) I'm just saying to no to everything and like what I want to do. And once I step out of Japan and then being with the skateboarders, snowboarder, artist or musician, whoever became my friend, they're doing same. So I go, yes, yes. That's what I wanted to do. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, right. So um, I realized that like, I'm not just a negative person. I have a particular things. I just have a particular way I want to live. or want to be around the people I want to be around with, or I want to talk with or be placed in all that stuff and which was not in where I grew up, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I start to see myself really positive when I'm out of that box. And then that belief, I can go back to Japan. I know that I'm not fitting in the box, Yeah. but I know that I can still believe it. So that became, uh, that made me really strong in the mind to just not to against, but just be myself in the Yeah. I think that's what, uh, yeah, um, Japanese people, like now it's kind of shifting but japanese people always uh try to think like what they should than want yeah so how other look at them is more important than they do what they want do. what they feel yeah what they feel and stuff you know yeah sure so that is hard for me to explain to them because I can do that outside. Doesn't mean that they should do it, same things in their environment, you yeah. know? So I kind of have to swallow some of the words, <laughs> no, you got to do <laughs> what you want oh, up, sh- I should not say that, word. you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah. so I got to be selective and yeah, in Japan, but now because of I found my truth out. I can go back there, and you know, I don't need to doubt or question myself in a way. So it made really made my life easier in a in a way, you know.
0: Yeah. So how about photography? Were you were you also starting to? Because you, I mean, that's what you do, right? So were you were you you starting to shoot? Yeah. Then.
1: Um. Yes. Photography. I start shooting. Um. Nineteen. I had the mentor, Kenny, uh, he showed me his photo and that was like, triggered me. Like, oh, I can, I think I can do this and I love what you're doing. I, I wanna do it. So I kind of start like compact camera, try to take pictures and you know whatever, random street things and, but you know what? Like when I was high school, like this guy, my mentor, Kenny, just told me told me like okay I'm gonna do the one foot air you stand there and you press this button like,
0: from there right? everyone's got one of those friends yeah 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 and
1: then those like compact camera borrow from parents just has the time lag yeah like, you push it, press it, and 1.7 seconds later, shutter goes <laughs> off. So you kind of have to calculate that,
0: you know, Yeah, yeah. the time lags and everything. I've got boxes but, full of uh, prints yeah, like, and then, <laughs> taken just at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then
1: <laughs> this mentor is older than me. So, like, he just came back with the, the developed of prints and everything. Like, why you you shooting after my... <laughs> <laughs> like prime moment yeah. or like you, you, I'm just tapping the tail there like so it just really evolved my uh, that phot- photography skills it's like a good, it's a good learning yeah yeah it's skateboarding you know it's just I think like it's really gave me the uh, the uh, the talents to like you know see the things if you feel throw it and throw things in the air there's a peak of it and it coming down you know there's so many them that that action, any movement that has like the, mo- uh, that has the, uh, the beginning and peak and end. Yeah. Right. So to s- yeah, have like the, see that. And then of course the angles and you know, all this different factor, but I kind of start being good at it and I start to feel like, yeah, enjoying it. So yeah, that was good. And of course I started, with taking picture of the skateboarding and i bought the eos kiss i did start from the compact camera which is Ricoh r1s next year i bought the uh the eos kiss and then i wanted to take a picture of skateboarding so i had to buy a fish eye lens yeah and then the eos kiss has the little like the uh, built in the flashlight in there but the fisheye lens uh, edge is cutting this like the that lights and like bottom of the photos so I have to get the uh, the external flashlights and stuff and then i start to taking picture of snowboarding and the fish eye or 50 millimeter doesn't do anything on the mountain so i have to buy 200 yeah, and stuff yeah. and i now have to get the uh, camera bag and <laughs> you know like camera bags i'm carrying this i'm committing to carry this now i want this and that and yeah that kind of like natural organic uh um uh,
0: shift to yeah be you start like, you start to Get everything together. Yeah, just compact camera to 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 the full setup. Yeah,
1: Yeah, full setup. That was quite in a short time, maybe two three years, and you know start selling photo to the magazines and yeah yeah. And at
0: the same time, is this when you're starting to? Because obviously you have a reputation for when people would come through Tokyo, you start to be the guide and start to show. So is this around the same time as well?
1: Yeah, so I had the house in Azabu, which is like all kind of like in center of like everybody just coming through, and then I had the room, and everybody, everybody stayed with me. So all these people back then come stay with me for like Bennett Harada, this my friend, uh, from LA. He stayed like three months. You know, all the all the time, like I came back with full of grocery. Next morning, it's all empty, like you know, <laughs> all the stuff. But like I had that, and then I'm showing people around and stuff. So some my friend Cyril is a magician. So random people were <laughs> staying my stay my house, yeah, and yeah, stuff. And then came to the point like, hey, rip! Like these teams, skate teams coming through the the city. Like, can you shoot? But like, I should means where we eat, where we skate, where we eat, where we drink, yeah, and all the stuff. Can they? That's like the distributor people supposed to do, but yeah, like I could do. So you could do
0: better, probably.
1: Yeah, and the better, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So because you understand the
0: culture, you understand the yeah. It's the same thing you're talking about, isn't it? This this wider community.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah they do as a job i do as a fun. so you know it's i think a different quality maybe yeah. and people loves it and then from there like uh yeah you gotta when you go to tokyo you gotta hit up rip you gotta hit up rip and then all the stuff just uh keep happening and um now you know almost like all over the world people from all over the world hitting me up when they come to tokyo it's, yeah, as they say, Spike Jones to, you know, Rob Machado to Terry Hutkinson to whoever, um, Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All these people. And also like my friends, girlfriend, parents, kids, you know, whoever. Not only celebrity, but like all these people, like have a connection with me. Yeah.
0: yeah. And this is also when you're starting to travel more, right?
1: Yes. And then I lost this house. I lost this house and then um two thousand five Foster guys came. Mark Gonzalez, Rick Howard, uh, Mike Carroll, PJ Rad, Guy Mariano, Eric Coston, whoever you can name, Max Schaff. Yeah. Those guys came as a as a foster uh, team Super Champion fans on tour. And then I was driving the van around and then um my Carol told me oh, from the passion of the sea, "Rip, you got to come to the states like longer term." Like, "No, I I've, I've been to states." Like, "No, no, no, longer term. You got to you got to you got to be in states." And like, "Oh yeah, but I like to but where I'm going to stay." And he say the couch surfing. <laughs> couch surfing, <laughs> couch surfing. <laughs> that's that's really triggered me like oh you can couch surf yes they have friends and all the stuff and then that whole friends stay at my friend in my house or like whoever i took care in japan in the past
0: you're at the network
1: their face
0: is like <laughs> you're at the ultimate network
1: And then like, oh, I think he told me he lives in San Francisco. I told, he told me like Los Angeles, uh, Oregon and here, there, like I started to like looking at the map and I started mapping people's like places and everything. And like, oh my, I can tour around you know. and then, uh, you know, use the ticket or not your decision. Yeah. And then, yeah, I had this ticket. I got know so many friends all over and then if I get this ticket to States I can, you know, get payoff from that. But if I'm staying Japan, it's just wasting that. Yeah. I just I just was good at the uh uh taking advantage of this the opportunity I had, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was it's efforts <laughs> and it's cost my time, like and all that yeah. stuff just you know all the stuff, but um, now, like, if I use it, it'll be like dreamy, heavenly. Yeah. But if I'm staying in Tokyo, then it's just uh, experience and stuff. But now I'm glad that like I took the uh, bought the ticket for ninety, like eighty nine days, fixed ticket. Yeah. Two states, two weeks later, after talk to them. Yeah, yeah. He gave me this uh, couch surf, you know, the words. Yeah. And then fixed ticket so you can I cannot change it like I want to go home before or yeah, I you cannot got, give up. You, you got commit. Yeah, I got commit. Yeah. And then yeah, that trip start from there, and then um, that tour Foster tour Gabriel Morford. Uh, he's the in house photographer for the Deluxe distribution. He was with the Zipsinger, which was a film board for ty evans you know yeah and then at the end of the trip um gabe was with his girlfriend and he uh stayed a couple days more than after everybody go home and then he gave me this board for my birthday and it says rip zinger to rip zinger gabriel morford have fun and stuff. I asked him like, so what's a zip zinger mean anyways? And he say, go here and do this. Go there and do that. Go here and meet this guy. Go there and meet that guy. Oh, it sounds like my life.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then that's kind of like my um, signature verb, rip zinging. Yeah. And then became my nickname since that day. Yeah. So it's a verb. zinger. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's a verb and a noun.
1: Yeah. And then that board was because of I was more like a small wheel street, you know, like walk to the walk, carrying the skateboard to the spot and skate at the skate spot kind of guy. Yeah. I forgot about those like fun of cruising down the street with the soft wheels and, you know, maneuvering around. Yeah. I forgot about it. And then this Zip Zinger really got me back into that pure fun of skateboarding, rolling down the streets yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. you to know. And I started saying like, oh my gosh, this sport is so insane. Like, I just like, reloved really love skateboarding. beyond this board. Yeah. Maybe I, I want to go all over the world with this board and just, you know, I want to go. I, I wish I have a girlfriend back then, but didn't. <laughs> I just, I wanted to go all over the world with a girlfriend, but didn't but this skateboard zip zinger so yeah. i went to all over the world from that yeah and then last 13 years i was on a couch surfing mission and then until last year november until i got this room in this house yeah i was couch surfing since 2005 all the way to 2018
0: and documenting the whole thing
1: Documenting the photo, so the camera took me took me to many different places and made me meet many different people. So the camera really uh, took me to many places and you know showed me a lot of cultures and you know gave me a lot of experience and stuff. But I, you know, I skateboard started skateboarding and after that I snowboarding. And now I'm surfing. I learned how to swim five years ago. I got know how to surf three years ago. Wow. And now I live here. <laughs> and that's, a qu-
0: that's a quick learning curve. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I think, like, in general, people from Tokyo is uh, not good at passionate in one thing or, like, digging down one thing. Like, Tokyo is kind of such a, like, mixed pot of everything so like you maybe like have like hip-hop pants and rock and roll t-shirts or punk rock t-shirts or something you know you are rasta today and maybe like mohawk tomorrow (laughs) and you know that it's mixed part of the culture so we are kind of growing up in like you know different culture we have so many access to so many different things and in the best framed way in a way, you know, so we are enjoying like this difference instead of just digging down the one thing. yeah I understand and yeah. then get understand deeper understand of one thing. you yeah. know we just maybe not compare but lay out on the side and then kind of like see the frequency, a ripple out of it and yeah. like see like interest like own like feel their own like enjoyments out of it and stuff. And so what I'm trying to say is, like, my first love is BMX, but let's put it that way. I'll put it on the, on the side, BMX thing. But start from the skateboarding. Yeah. My world uh, started, like, sideways from the skateboarding yeah. and then snowboarding. And skateboarding and the snowboarding was kind of reflecting. But, like, snow skateboard is all about the city. And the snowboard took me to the nature. And nature is, like, Hokkaido, Niseko, and stuff. But came to the Alaska, which is like really made me feel like I'm just smaller than an ant, like smaller (laughs) than an ant, you know, out there, like my fear, my like egos and my this and that is like, oh, that's it. I'm, I'm just this. Yeah, (laughs) That's all I am. Yeah. Cause like skateboarding. You're like, you make this one trick you're dreaming about. Yeah. You make it, you feel like you king of the world <laughs> that night, right? Like, get the champagne out.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You feel like you can route to, like, kiss anyone, hug anyone that <laughs> night, you know? But, like, snowboarding, that's, like, skateboard world. But, like, that snowboard world, that, like, that nature is really, like, give me, like, humble, like, mindsets, you know, that, you know, whatever I do is not really you know really matter in the nature and then be with what we can do is surrender to the nature understand the nature and then understand myself so when i was making the carving on the the huge face in alaska i lost my brain (laughs) because it was yeah i as i say like that brain the thinking process go off and the instinct come up and then i'm not like, I grew up in skateboard and in the city, in the middle of Tokyo, I'm like city sprouts, just Bambambi in nature. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean?
0: <laughs>
1: and I never get this, like, mind state that, like, the thinking process went off, like, just, like, yeah, you know, just fly out of my head. And, you know, that instinct, this body, like, shaking, afraid, or... All these sensations just start taking over, and then, you know, my then and then like my body was doing all good and stuff. But at the end of the, at the end of the line, I just like turn around and look at the line and like, what was going on out there. My singing process, you know, like instinct, my body, nature's how much uh, deep and pure I could connect with the nature up there. That um, connection or feeling was like really gold to me that I think I could find that because of I came up from skateboarding world. Yeah. That contrast yeah. really, really make me wonder about what was it. And then, as I say, like I'm from Tokyo, so I, I like to have two subject to, you know, see one thing in me you know so skateboarding skateboarding things and snowboarding things really like gave me this frequency between those and now i start surfing yeah
0: i was gonna ask you so how's that yeah if, if you only just learned to swim five years ago
1: yeah so and i I, hey, I was the guy i was a guy like I don't like to take off the socks, <laughs> shoes and socks, and walk on the sand. <laughs> I hate that feeling you have the sand in the socks, <laughs> in the shoes, and walking around the city. Does anyone like swim. that? I don't think anyone likes that. I hate that. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, my friend Newt uh, taught me how to swim in Ace Hotel, Palm Springs
0: it's a good place to learn in the
1: pool I was standing in the middle of the pool and then she's like swimming she's like the supermodel like she became the cover of the Vogue magazine when she was 16 she's from Canada she's a beautiful sexy creature and then she was like swimming and this like whole long leg is just opening closing and she's uh, floating so beautiful so I was not on the outside I was like right in the water looking at her swimming right like and stuff, no kinky, but, uh, <laughs> she, she goes like, Rip, what are you doing there? Like, Oh, I don't know how to swim. I just chilling with you guys. Like, oh, you don't know how to swim. I do this and I dog paddle. This is dog paddle, right? Do that. So I just like take off my foot from the ground and just try to do that. I try to go around little, like three feet round <laughs> in the deep, and I cannot touch the leg. And then here's the breaststroke. And then she does a breaststroke so like the hard, long legs go around and everything like I tried to do it maybe three feet around circle I made it and then she goes like this is a freestyle and she does this paddle and her hot tits popped out like why well, are you teaching me how to swim? topless oh you didn't know like come swim to me you can touch my boob like, now or never
0: <laughs> that's quite first swimming lesson
1: yes and then now next week i was in katarina island and jump off from the top the nose of the board and then i swim to the back and i came up and next of wow. next that week I was in Kauai with Terrier and I was in the ocean trying to paddle and, you know I was I didn't die <laughs> <laughs> so now I get feel comfortable yeah like that's the fast track yeah when I dip my heads in the water imagine about those boobs
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go S-
1: stay survive yeah
0: so, so and how's the surfing going
1: so surfing is the really different um different i just say chemistry came into the skateboard and snowboard for me because um i didn't know how to swim maybe skateboarding and snowboarding i was doing by the leg like more like a knee and legs and maybe hip but surfing i have to paddle like riding is like 1% 1% all yeah. the time, 2% yeah, yeah. all the time. Especially me could be 0% sometime. And paddling like for skater and the snowboarder there's no paddle muscle. And again, I'm just bombing in the water. <laughs> you know. And then the luckily I got no Jerry Ropes son um kind of like explain me about like what's that yoga, what's the surf, what's, you can apply yoga into surf, and surf into yoga, and all that stuff. And then, I started to, like, uh, scanning my body, and I start to feel, like, all these muscle I gain on a skateboard and snowboard are not necessarily in a surf. And then, all this muscle I was not having is all the muscle I need in the surf. So, I was more like a, I was more like a floggy, Type like a big leg and floggy guy, but now I have to turn into gecko guy, like more like front foot based person, you know, front foot like walking person. So the body structure really changed and needs to be changed. That health conscious came in, so like what to eat and all the stuff, and breathing and meditating, yeah, all that stuff. That's a new thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who does? meditating yoga before you go snowboarding not
0: much well but maybe like, maybe tario
1: um <laughs> yes yeah he does every day for sure and um but the surfer does a lot like yeah. i know like dan malloy meditate every day you know the jerryson yoga every day and you know all the stuff anyways the whole like i'm glad that i started surfing like this age after like 40 years 40 years old because i love that aspect of surfing not only just charging teeth and knuckle yeah but like how to like ride smooth my surf coach is roma chaddo he's a mr smooth yeah he's a good
0: one yeah
1: <laughs> that really like gave me like great amazing smooth entrance of surfing that person who taught me how to surf three years ago is rob Pushed me into the wave. That's the beginning of it and gave me like the best understanding of surfing. And since then, I'm addicted. And what I why I say the, the surfing is a different chemistry uh, from the uh, skate and the snowboard, body structure, health conscious, all that stuff too. But now this triangle skates snow, surf start like spinning around every time i go to the mountain i do the turn to be good at skate uh snow at uh, the surfing yeah and every time i get on the s- skateboard i want to do try do something to be good at surfing yeah i can apply it back so, so you, can I connect, st-
0: you can connect them all
1: yes yeah. i start to find or develop of yeah found and develop the surfing in snowboard or surfing in skateboard, you know? And then when I'm actually surfing, oh, this feeling can apply into the skateboard, or this feeling will be rad if I can do it in the snow, like yeah. it, if I can find this kind of environment. Well, so, that's the
0: great thing about them. As you get older, they, they, they get deeper. You understand them more.
1: Yes, yes. So this, I'm so happy about now I think I'm more stoked and excited about being on the board than ever. Yeah. Because of this
0: which, reason, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, which which is amazing. And then maybe I am healthier than when I was twenty-ish or thirty-ish. Yeah. Right now, I'm in fit. Cause, you know, I turn around the corner uh, of uh, of life already now. I'm supposed to be fading my potential of the bodies and all that stuff. Yeah. But, but I think the mind and how ch- I treat my body can really flip it. Maybe like there's a bunch of things like alkalizing this and that, but that really can reduce that, slow down the aging. Yeah, And then, you know, the the muscle or like the function that I had unused, usable again (laughs) all the stuff so excited and happy and everything's happening right now than ever so yeah that's why am i right now
0: and what's next for you then because it sounds like this is the first place you've been settled for quite a long time
1: yeah 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 um so uh i have i have this program called eat ride rad um Because of this last 13 years of couch surfing and being around with amazing athletes like Terrier and start to form my health conscious of how to eat and how to live and stuff. And I'm always like being staying with the people and staying at the people's house and they're feeding me. So I'm always like such a taker. You know, like taking picture, taking bed, taking food and all that stuff. And then I feel like super uncomfortable when I feel like I'm like taking more than giving. Yeah. So, you know, happiness make me wonder at the same time, like people's people's love make me wonder. And what can I give back to always, you know? So like, for example, clean up the house or like, you know clean, uh, make, a, make a food, make dinner or like whatever I can do, like clean up, organize the garage, whatever I can do, I try to do like contribute, you know, and then I try to contribute, I try to like, take a balance between those people, take a balance of uh, that take and give always, you know, and then Last 13 years, I was doing that every single day. My boss is my couch owner that day. And I tried to be like best student of that, that yeah, master yeah. of the day, you know? And then um, the wife is master sometimes, you know? But like try to fit in and then try to be nice and best I can do. And, you know, of course, it's, you know, amazing that if my existence can make other, better, or something, but you know, I'm trying to just be balanced in you know, give and takes and stuff. And then, so in the bigger goal, bigger question, what am I doing here? What this universe is giving me through this whole experience? What this sideways life is giving me, you know, and then the hit the 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 answer one day and it's like oh so like terry jerryson whoever really gave me this health conscious and now i feel healthy and i'm energized what if these young kids only eat those good food yeah i believe and they become you know teenagers and be on the contest you know what would, what would be the difference
0: between yeah, right. the
1: kids eating the frozen pizza and coca cola and the kale and quinoa yeah people kids you know yeah yeah i think like the there's a bunch of uh, in the industry that the products design they believe that you up, uh, flip it upside down one day the product design can pull more potential from you know people's and stuff but i believe that it's not dramatic groundbreaking will happen by device design i feel like what you eat (laughs) can you know groundbreaking yeah flip upside down make the difference potential is hidden there yeah so i i I'm like really passionate to uh, represent the healthy eating to the kids, skateboarders, and snowboarder and surfers. Um, there's a bunch of reasons why I limit in skateboarder and surfer and snowboarder. Different climates, different you know eats, all the stuff. I don't. And then if you are uh, yoga check and eating healthy and doing yoga to feel good. That's like you buy the best camera and put it on the shelf. you're not using it, you know, so I would love it, of course, like representing yoga and eating things and the stuff, but just to have better shred next yeah. day, yeah, yeah is the is my goal uh, is my message, and i now I'm helping rob's company, Rob's foundations and stuff to kind of like. Building up my uh, connections and skills in the states, but once I get the decent visa, decent time, can, that decent time come, I'm gonna start this uh, as a business and you know, uh, company. Amazing. Eat, eat, right, rat. Yes.
0: Right. So that's the goal.
1: Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, I think that's my mission uh, of my life. Like I enjoyed last. 30 years on the board yeah now i have other 30 years to inspire kids to eat healthy and rip harder and i think that's uh, healthy and i think that needs to be happen you know because like all these kids like red bull drinking red Bulls, and you know sugars and kind of like really short-term joy yeah they have in a way but like now, you know, if you go Steve Olson to Alex Olson to, you know, the younger kids now, like Alex and that Steve Olson ate really rad. I mean, the clean before Alex Olson came out, he say. I think like having the kids really uh, changed his uh, dynamics about the food. But anyways, I'm saying it's like the age is going up there, Jerryson over there in the surf world and steve Austin, those guys up there in the skate worlds maybe craig kelly but we miss them so terrier is gonna go up there and you know everybody's getting aged now like they're proving that like healthy eating will extend their boating life so i think like yeah, we can represent that, and you know, inspire kids to eat from the beginning.
0: Yeah, so and make it even longer. Yeah, yeah,
1: make it even longer, and you know, of course that, of course, like people would say, yeah, yeah, like rip, I get it. Like, but like, if you're not like Kelly Slater or someone, you don't need to eat that like that. You know, like no, no, no. For like, serious, like if you try to meditate and then you eating like pizza or like burgers, like those like aggressive tastes aggressive uh the taste and you know the substance really jump your focus around yeah if you're eating some like the sugars like jumping around all the stuff caffeine's all you know but like if you trying to eat like plant-based sugars plant-based things and you know you start to eat clean as our cells loves (laughs) not your brain loves yeah like you really like stabilize your tempers and you know the focuses and all the stuff you know actually i would say like if you get healthy you can do like so many things and like more quicker you know so like if someone asks you like can you do this and like you're like for sure and then you do it in two minutes focus motivation yeah in two minutes but like if you're a lazy person, like, uh, I want to say no, but how can I say no without, he's going to give me like bad impression about myself. And then it takes 15 minutes to think about it. Yeah. So you're wasting <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes and then you say no after it. Yeah. So like, I think like so in many environments in situation, people working at the office and all that stuff many people having that kind of problem so if you think like if you're getting healthy and you can get that thing done in two minutes instead of spending 15 minutes you'll actually be able to make 16 hours worth of work
0: in eight hours you got maximize. your decision is quicker you're maximizing your time yeah yeah
1: your decision is quicker and um your decision is quicker and clear and then you get done more than other people do, so you get experience and you get done, and then you get two times salary <laughs>
0: <laughs> more surfing
1: <laughs> more surfing <laughs> which and is
0: then, the which is the main thing obviously yeah,
1: yeah if you can work like if you like i think like decisions like how quick decision how clear the decision is is that the skills that the people are asked in the work environment. Yeah. I, yeah, and yeah. So eating healthy and kind of like meditative state mind be in the, in a workspace and you just, you just, you know, leading the work there, yeah. you know? So I think that really like changed the life in a way, like you get more slowly and then you, you can play more, you can, work hard, play hard, and then that really makes sense, you know? So I bet like healthy eating is good for the shredders, of course, but you know, good for the, so like if you grew up with skateboarding or snowboarding, surfing and eating inspired by Eat Right Rad and eating clean, even they don't skate or snowboard or surf. Anymore after college or whatever, they keep eating healthy and then they get a good job and then they get like work more than other people and you know, blighter future waiting, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> not trying to inspire the life, but
0: yeah, but it's, it's important, it's where it starts, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So, that's what's up for next,
0: nice. And, and, and then, what surf today,
1: yeah. I'm going to surf today. Nice. I cannot wait.
0: Yeah. We should have a surf.
1: Yeah. Let's (laughs) sit on
0: the board here. Yeah. Well, Rip, thanks, man. You
1: are welcome. I enjoyed the whole conversation with you. Great. I wish the people listening to this story likes it and loving it and eat rat from tomorrow.
0: So there you go. That was me and Rip Zinger. Hope you enjoyed it. So after the interview was finished, we had a really nice couple of hours with Rip. Firstly... We headed down to Cardiff Pipes to shoot some pics on the beach. I really do urge you to go and check those out. Some proper classics there from Toza which you can find over at my website www.wearelookingsideways.com along with all the show notes as usual. Speaking of Owen's photography, there's been some developments that side as well. So if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you'll remember that we've been chatting about putting together a photo book with some of Owen's pictures from the trip. So it looks like we might have a backer for that one unbelievably who've been chatting to about making the whole project a little bit more grand and official a nicer book perhaps an exhibition featuring a number of owens prints maybe also even this long discussed live podcast so basically i'm talking about some kind of themed book launch gallery show and live podcast event in one probably in london i would imagine sounds good right we're in the process of chatting about that Let me know what you reckon. Of course, I'll keep you posted when we've got some more concrete plans. What else is going on in Housekeeping Corner this week? Well, if you've been paying attention, you'll have noticed I haven't launched the Type 2 show with Patagonia yet. Just the usual last minute sign-off tweaks happening there, which always happens when you're working with third parties on something like this. So I decided to um, keep the content rolling by pushing Rip to this week. And pushing type 2 back to next week. Remember if you want to hear it. You need to subscribe to my usual looking sideways channel. Via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. And it will magically appear in your feed. When I push the big old red go button. Oh sorry. I am yawning. And the reason that I'm yawning. Is because at my feet is a very very unhappy puppy. Um, who had the big op yesterday. Is very distressed and bored. And basically kept me up all night literally didn't get a wink of sleep because um he was trying to you know have a nibble at his wound which they're not allowed to do so I literally spent the whole night stopping him doing that which is why I'm yawning I make no apologies for it he seems a little bit happier now but I'm hoping I get some sleep tonight I don't mind telling you um anyway so I've had a few people get in touch which has been nice had another one from somebody complaining about that really annoying bug in Apple Podcasts, which I've not mentioned for months actually. And what happens is you get a you get a little dialogue box telling you that the podcast is not available. I get I get quite a lot of off messages about this one, and all I can say is it's it's just not my fault basically. As I say, it's a bug in the Apple Podcasts app um happened to me yesterday with one of my favorite podcasts if this is happening to you i can only recommend you get around it by listening on one of the many other free podcast apps that are available overcast fm is a good one podbean is a good one spotify i mean you know obviously it's better if you've got the if you're paying the tenor um or soundcloud which is what the ho is the show is originally hosted on after all you can access to soundcloud over each episode page at www.wearelookingsideways.com, where it's embedded with each episode page. A few people, unbelievably, don't seem to notice that. I've noticed that people, it's it's usually on Facebook, people will post the episode page, which has has the episode embedded in two places. And people, occasionally you'll get a comment going, great blog, how can I hear it? At which point, you know, I'm usually reaching for the, hand on forehead emoji really um, but what can you do so you've got options basically is what I'm saying if you can't get through on Apple Podcasts um, Elsewhere I had a nice message from Emil a listener who works for a company called Salt La I think I'm going to go with this week uh, in well Lefoten, and apparently the entire office sits around listening to me witter on whenever a new episode comes out oh there's Peg I'm not happy I told you um the thought of which put a right old spring in my step so thanks to everyone there if you're listening made my day that all right so that's it for this week hope you enjoyed me and rip and the rest of the show if the good lord's willing in the creek don't rise i'll be back next week with another episode hopefully type two i'll also be another year older as it's my 43rd birthday this coming saturday christ almighty um and hopefully i'll have a much happier puppy by then so yeah have a good one nice one <coughs>